The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. I would like to talk about the sati, the present moment, how uh, we should develop the attention on the present moment, right attention. So, so the, according to the Lord Buddha's teachings, so the first thing, we should have the desire to practice the right thing. So the practice right mindfulness in the present moment. So how, those, how this desire arises within us? So if you are motivated, if you are uh, uh, inspired to do something, so then your desire arises to practice in uh, different kind of things in your life. So that's how we uh, always uh, motivated to do things in our life. So you were inspired to do something. So sometimes, sometimes whatever thing you learn, whatever thing you uh, hear from the society or the people who are associating with you, or your teachers, your parents, how you were inspired to do things. So then the desire arises in your mind. So you are inspired to do something. So do things. So then you focus your attention on those things and you train your mind to do, do those things or train your mind to behave in such ways. So in the same way, uh, you should, uh, to abandon the suffering related to this five sense world, <clears throat> or the, the suffering associated with the life. So Lord Buddha inspired people to see this world in the right way. So then you are natural, naturally this inclination or the in, intentions arise within you to practice the right thing. So, inspire to practice the right mindfulness, right mentality, the, the, the way of thinking, way of seeing. You have to practice the right thing. So, without practicing, without training your mind to do the right thing, you never achieve the <coughs> Uh, tem even temporarily abandoning the, f the suffering or you don't understand how to let go the suffering, how to release your mind from suffering. The suffering is a part of your existence because this unhappiness, day-to-day -day life you see the unhappiness arise. Some things are agreeable, some things are not agreeable. Some of the bodily Feelings, pains, agreeable. Some are not agreeable. Not make you happy. And all sights, sounds, smells, tastes, 
touches have this difference this uh, the, some are agreeable some are not agreeable so whatever thing you hear may not agreeable sometimes some are agreeable some are make you happy some are make you unhappy it is a part of the existence it is a part of the life when you live as a human so you are experiencing sight sounds smells taste touches through your eye ear nose tongue body and mind so it is a part of the existence so that's why lord buddha encourage to re- to to understand this natural phenomena this uh, uh way of your senses are working you have to understand in the right way so then you relate to your experiences in the right way so then you you were inspired to use the right knowledges related to your senses so then you can easily let go things you are always kind to your eye and nose tongue body mind and in the same time you are kind to all sights sounds smells tastes touches and thoughts come to your mind so that means this internal faculties and external faculties internal world and external world you are always kind so all the the living beings in you are associating with they are the people who make sight sounds smells tastes touches in sometimes in and sometimes the inanimate objects create uh, sight sounds smells tastes touches so all these external world then you you relate to your external world in a kind soft gentle mind to for having this one you have to cultivate you have to practice the right mentality uh, right mindfulness so it is a part of the practice so it is come first first thing you should train the, to use the right view right way of seeing things in the right way so that means the, the knowledge of four noble truths and the the knowledge about this reality there is the main major characteristics of this reality this impermanence relate to all sights sounds smells taste and touches and impermanence related to eye ear nose tongue body and mind this this is not only impermanence uncertainty relate to this external world that means the sights sounds smells taste and touches and thoughts these are all external so the impermanence uncertainty relate to this external world in the same time the eye ear nose tongue body and mind these are the, these are the internal faculties the impermanence relate to these things and uncertainty relate to these internal faculties also we have to keep in mind it is uncertain it is changing not under your control it is all these external and internal phenomena is a natural flow of happening things the causes and conditions drives these internal phenomena and external phenomena so it is a part of this world so when you 
have that have this understanding within yourself so you you know these things are come they happen based on causes and conditions so the external world is not under your control but internal world if you are mindful you can let go things you can you can uh, avoid uh, unwholesome mentality un, un, unskillful mentality you can let go if you train train you to train your mind to do it so then you build up that skill within yourself to let go things so this skill or this attention at least the attention to the objects arise within you if you practice that attention again and again and again so for practicing that right attention you should have the desire at the at the beginning so this desire arise when you when you listen to dhamma and pay attention to the the dhamma and see the truth within this dhamma so all this i e no stung body mind is impermanent and all external uh, phenomena that means sight sound smell taste touches and thoughts are also impermanent so you see this is true this is correct so but we forget this one all the time so then we understand then we we train ourselves to use it again and again or we have to use this knowledge then we can we can uh, mindfully let go things we, we can maintain kindness softness gentleness towards the the all experiences and let go things so that is how we train our mind to do the thing right thing so first thing you should have the desire to practice and next thing you you have to maintain mindfulness maintain the right attention all the time so we have to practice in that way you have to inspire us to do the right thing all the time so then to for doing the right thing all the time so you have to have the right you have to maintain train your mind and maintain the right attention in the present moment so let go things be kind be soft be gentle you can do it when you have the right attention to the objects all if you take all your experiences sight sounds smells taste touches are impermanent and not under i me myself control it is a natural phenomena then your i e no stung body and mind also natural phenomena but once you train it correctly that means when when you are inspired to do the right thing so those intention those are become causes and condition to arise your mindfulness arise your attention if you if you practice the right attention all the time then it 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 become your karma the past uh, the training so it supports your mind most of the time and when you are practicing it again and again and again and again so it's it becomes solidify it become a vehicle to your mind so that's what lord buddha say asevitaya bhavitaya bahulikataya yani kataya vattu kataya anutthitaya parichitaya susamaraddhaya so in pali lord buddha explain like this so you have to practice again and again 
So then it will become a vehicle to your mind. That means it it's like a vehicle you are using in your day-to-day life. So when you want, you just use it because you, you possess the vehicle. So you have that vehicle. So then you if you don't have a vehicle, so then you have, you try to you have to find out the vehicle. You have to you have to get obtain a vehicle or possess so buy a vehicle. So in the same way, when you practice the right thing, it becomes a vehicle to you. So the mind all automatically use it, and uh, then you see this world in the right way. So when you when you have the right attention, then. Automatically, you, you, you are able to let go of things. You are kind, soft, and gentle to all your experiences. It naturally arises within you. So then, then uh, you, are, you are experiencing the uh, right verbal behaviors, right uh, bodily behaviors, because your mind always in the right, uh, the, with the right attention and right intentions. Because when you have the right attention, then you have right intentions. When you have right intentions, then you see the wrong verbal behaviors. When arose in your, in your um, the, the body, that means you are, you, when you are falling into the wrong verbal behaviors, you see, you quickly, you abandon, you avoid, and you ask forgiveness if you, if you fall into those things, and you just determine to let go, to, to cut off the, that kind of verbal actions, and you cultivate the right verbal actions. So gradually you purify, when you when you practice the right attention, then you practice the right mentality. That means the right intentions. Then you practice the right, the, then you cultivate the right verbal behaviors and abandon the, the wrong verbal behaviors and the, develop the right uh, bodily behaviors and abandon the wrong verbal behaviors. This is, this is gradually growing when you're practicing the right mentality, right attention and right uh, intentions. So it is a it is step by step process. But first thing is you should have the desire to do the right thing at the beginning. If anyone say, "Oh, this is theory. These these things can't practice." This is so. If a person think at the beginning in that way, they never uh, undertake this practice. The right practice the right attention. So first thing you have to practice the right attention. So Yoniso Manasikara, so in Pali. So right attention comes from the right view. So these things come step by step, and then you develop the, these things. Then you see, you, are, you get the right verbal behaviors, bodily behaviors, and that based on the right mental behaviors. So these things actually make you happy and contented when you when you reflect back in your day what what you have done in this day so then you you are happy you 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 haven't done anything wrong that means uh, any uh, wrong verbal behaviors bodily behaviors didn't arise you are contented you are happy your your mentality was good so you are contented in the in the uh, at the end of the day so that Happiness is support, one of the most supportive causes to let go of everything and make your mind, bring to your mind to much more deeper still states 
and practice the higher spiritual states of mind. So, let the things be the, that the higher spiritual states, at least when you practice this kind of things in from if you are inspired to do this this practicing the right right attention and then right mentality and verbal behaviors and bodily behaviors it is it makes you happy and it is beneficial for your day to day life and it is beneficial to develop the higher states of mind so this is just in brief i am telling so important thing is to the to to having the the desire to maintain right attention and right mental behavior that means the sati samprajanya so the the sati means the 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 attention associated with the right understanding about the nature and uh clear comprehension the keep the comprehension in the present moment associate with the the right attention the, the attention which is supported by the understanding that all our experiences are impermanent subject to change and these are uh, a natural phenomena so then you have to to cultivate the good courses that means you practice the right thing <laughs> build up the intention to have that always uh, associate with the right attention to to practice the right attention so that become your karma that become your the the the, the closely practiced thing so it it become a cause to give up the right attention and give up give give the arise give arise the right attention within yourself and it it give arise the uh, uh, right mindfulness in the present moment which leads to the the skillful verbal actions bodily actions so that is called give arise the right mental action so it leads to the verbal actions and bodily actions and right behaviors so it is a flow of happening things so i will read a sutta just a simple sutta which how lord buddha uh, explain these things in in simple way so if you have any questions you can ask uh, first i will read this sutta this is attadeepa sutta संयुक्त निकाय कांदवाग्ग संयुक्त कांद संयुक्त मूलपन्नास अत्तदीपवाग्ग सो इन सिंपली सिंपल वे लिंक डिस्कोर्स ट्वेंटी टू पॉइंट फोर थ्री So this is uh, Ajahn Sujato's translation. Okay, Attadeepa, be your own island. That is uh, the <laughs> uh, Ajahn Sujato translated it. So I will read this one. At Savatthi, mendicants, be your own island, your own refuge, with no other refuge. Let the teaching be your island and your refuge. with no other refuge
When you live like this, you should examine the cause. From what are sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness, distress, born and produce? When you, I will read it again. When you live like this, you should examine the cause. From what are sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness, distress, born and produced? And mendicants, from what are sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness and distress born and produced? It is when an unlearned, ordinary person has not seen the noble ones and is neither skilled nor trained in the teaching of noble ones. They have not seen good persons and are neither skilled nor trained in the teaching of the good persons. First thing, they, uh, they regard form as self, self as having form, form in self or self in form. But that form of theirs decay, decays and perishes, which give rise to sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness and distress. Second thing, they regard, they regard feeling as self, self as having feeling, feeling in self or self in feeling. But that feeling of theirs decays and perishes, which gives rise to sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness, and distress. They regard perception as self. This is the third one. They regard perception as self, self as having perception. Perception in self and or perception in uh, or self in perception but that perception of theirs decays and perishes which gives rise to sorrow lamentation pain and sadness and distress fourth one they regard choices or uh, volitions as self self as having choices choices in self or self in choices but the choices of their theirs decays and perishes which gives rise to sorrow lamentation pain sadness and distress they re, uh, the fifth one they regard consciousness as self self as having consciousness consciousness in self or self in consciousness but that consciousness of theirs decays and perishes, which give rise to sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness, and distress. Sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness, and distress are given up when you understand the impermanence of form, itself perishing, fading away, and cessation. And you truly see with the right understanding that all form, whether past or present, is impermanent. 
suffering and perishable. When these things are given up, there is no anxiety. Without anxiety, you have you live happily. A mendicant who lives happily is said to be extinguished in that, that respect, or at least in that issue. This is the in, in Pali term is Tadanga Nibbuto. You you can extinguish suffering in that respect. So the second thing, sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness, and distress are given up when you understand the impermanence of feeling. It's perishing, fading away, and cessation. And you truly see with the right understanding all feeling, whether past or present, is impermanent, suffering, and perishable. When these things are given up, there are no anxiety. Without anxiety, you live happily. A mendicant who lives happily is said to be extinguished in that respect. Sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness, and distress are given up when you understand the impermanence of perception. It is perishing, fading away, and cessation. And you truly see with right understanding that all perception, whether past or present, is impermanent, suffering, and perishable. When these things are given up, there is no anxiety. Without anxiety, you live happily. A mendicant who lives happily is said to be extinguished in that respect. Only that respect. Sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness, and distress are given up when you understand the impermanence of choices, volitions. It is perishing, fading away, and cessation. And you truly see with right understanding that all choices, whether past or present, is impermanent, suffering, and perishable. When these things are given up, there is no anxiety. Without anxiety, you live happily. A mendicant who lives happily is said to be extinguished in that respect. The last one. Sorrow, lamentation, pain, sadness, and distress are given up when you understand the impermanence of consciousness. It is perishing, fading away, and cessation. And you truly see with right understanding that all consciousnesses, whether past or present, is impermanent, suffering, and perishable. When these things are given up, there is no anxiety. Without anxiety, you live happily. A mendicant who lives happily is said to be extinguished in that respect, in that issue. That is Tadanga Nibbuto. So that is the Sutta. So, so then you have to understand, when, when you have that 
that understanding, these are impermanent stuff. You can cut off and let go, yeah? free your mind in that respect. So that is called Tadanga Nibbuto. So the higher level of the Nibbuto is, the, the, the higher level for that one is Vikambana Nibbuto. So one, you can release your mind from all your sense, sense, the five senses. And then your five senses are stopped and your mind go to the jhana realms. That is called Vikambana Nibbuto. Vikambana means the supporting faculties are disappeared. So then you release from those faculties. And then your mind in mind realm and no more suffering arise through five senses. That is Vikambana. This is Tadanga. That means this, this, each and every sensory uh, the inputs come and create suffering. You just cut off and let go and free your mind. You, you let go one by one. So, but you see it is coming back when these senses are working. The, because it is related to the senses. It is related to the behavior of senses. It is a part of the system. But you know how to let go things and release your mind without falling into deep the unpleasure. That is, that's why Lord Buddha say, when you're practicing like this, you, about, you, you know how to free your mind from suffering temporarily and one by one. That is called, you know how to abandon the uh, abhijja dhomanas, the, 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 the strong greed and unhappiness. You know how to, how to let go. Unhappiness and strong greed. These two associate with all the time. Abhijja domanasa. Abhijja domanasa always arise because the wrong view. That is uh, michaditti. These are the, 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 the first, the, how this, the mentality getting, getting to the better states coming to the better stage, you know how to cut off and let go and free your mind. And then you know how to practice the right verbal actions and bodily actions. So these things are helpful when you are practicing the higher states of mind. That means the, the, the Vikambana Nibhuto, the, the how, to, how to release your mind from the five sense world and practice the jhana realms. That is the higher states of mind. So then you, you know to cut off to the whole five sense world. When you are, if you are practicing these, uh, these, this, uh, this, the, uh, the, these perceptions, letting go the five senses, the letting go the feelings, perceptions, and volitions arise in your mind. All forms, feelings, perceptions, and volitions are impermanent, are subject to change. So then you cut off and let go and release your mind. When you practice these things in your day-to-day -day life, it is easy for you to practice the highest states of mind. When you have the free time, you cut off the whole five senses. You know the five senses. When, when you are associated with five senses, all feelings, perceptions are flowing in. So when you cut off the whole five senses, and let go the five senses. Then you release from the five senses and you develop the, the, the at only attention to the mind realm. You are, keep attention on mind realm. You don't pay attention to the five senses. So then you develop the release from five senses. So then you, you, you develop a different state of mind. 
only mind pay attention to mind and mind enjoy the mind objects no not paying attention to the five senses you are released from the the five sense world the karma world so that's all the the ending of karma chanda karma chanda is the the the, the desire to the 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 sensory world desire to the five sense world sensory world means i e no stung body mind body world all mentality associate with the five sense world you just train your mind to cut off and let go and enjoy the mind, mental mind realm so then you directly experience the release from five sense world when you are experiencing the release from five sense world you experience how we release from suffering because for a human the all suffering arises through the five sense world objects your unhappiness all the all the the, the suffering always related to the five sense world for a human so that's why when you release from the five senses you see how this the how we release from the suffering when we abandon the, that's why the tadanga the the vikambana nibbuto so that means you are you are supporting factors are released at that time supporting factors are disappear at that time what are the, the what they are supporting supporting to the suffering so these things we have to understand you have to think and understand so then first thing is first you have to see how suffering arises within yourself that's what lord buddha say in this sutta so you, when you live like this you sh- uh, mendicants be be your own island your own refuge with no other refuge refuge let the teaching be your island and your refuge with no other refuge when you live like this you should examine the cause from what are sorrow lamentation pain sadness and distress born and produce uh, so then uh, a sorrow lamentation pain sadness and distress are given up when you understand the impermanence of form so just you understand just you think reflect wisely and let go the, when you see these are impermanent because when you reflect your past you can clearly see or when you pay attention on these things the impermanent is always associated with sight sound smell taste and touches not only that you are i i also impermanent the ear nose tongue body and mind also impermanent you see these things you can clearly when you pay attention you clearly see these things then you are inspired to let go all the the things uh, uh, arise through this impermanent stuff you know all the products also impermanent you can let go feelings forms feelings perceptions volitions and consciousnesses all related to this this sense senses are impermanent so you can let go so can release yourself so if you have any questions then you can ask now
Okay. I, uh, just to clarify, um, so you spoke about right attention, right? And right intention comes after that. Yeah. Right speech and that sort of yeah. thing. Okay. I just get a bit confused because I hear right concentration and right effort. Are those yeah. different, the same different names for the translations for the same for uh, attention and for yeah. intention? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. No, no. Right concentration. Actually, concentration sometimes, yeah, you can use that right concentration, but yeah, the you should have the right right attention first because concentration otherwise give a wrong meanings. You try to force. I'm talking about the eightfold path. Ah yes, yeah yeah. Right concentration is not the right right thing. If you if you take at the right if you take if you talk about the right uh, um, this uh, no, noble eightfold path, right concentration is the last thing. I think right concentration is not the right word. So it is right stillness, right lit, the, the, the stillness of the mind or right. Uh, the concentration word may have the wrong roots of understanding. So that's why right, right view is the first one you should understand. This right view gives the right attention and right attention leads to arise the right um, intentions you know so the right right i am talking about the first two three factors not the last factors of the eightfold path because last factors you can achieve those last factors that's what i later i told about the 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 the, the development of mind to the higher states so that is come from the this right uh, view and right intentions. Right view and right intentions are crucial. If you don't have these things, it is difficult to develop the right stillness or the right concentration. Right concentration is not, not the, the best word. It gives a wrong, wrong um, approach to whatever thing you get. It is not you are forcefully concentrate and focus attention. It is something letting go, free your mind. It is a part of liberation. You are experiencing the liberation of mind at that moment. You are not forced and put in one place. It is, you know, these, these words sometimes people in use in the wrong way. So that's why you have to understand the right view is, the, is come first. When you have the right view, at the, from the beginning, you are liberating, you are letting go. You are not trying to control things. You are just let the things be and you divert your attention from the objects. You are not paying more attention and try to control things. You just let go things. Free your mind, liberate your mind. That kind of sense, that kind of attitude you develop when you are, having, when you are practicing the right view. Because these are impermanent stuff. These are non-self. These are not under my control. So then how I am going to control means you are creating more, more doings. Because according to Buddha's teachings, you have to, the, the, you have to achieve the nirodha. For achieving nirodha, first thing is sankara samatha. Sankara samatha is the, the, the calming down your intentions. Calming down all doings. Stop doings. 
So do, that is come at the beginning. For the stop doings come from right, right uh, view. Because doings come from delusion. If you are using the right view, you are associating with non-delusion. You are practicing non-delusion. When you are practicing non-delusion, you are calming down all doings. You stop doings. So then let the things calm. Let the things be quiet. Let the things be. You are mind attention is diverting from doings. It is it it divert to something different. Some it divert it attention goes to the stillness, not for doing. Just enjoy the stillness. Just enjoy the the non-doing. It is totally different thing. It is not forcing and putting in things in one place. So that's why it is important to have practice the right view first. These are impermanent stuff. These are not under I me myself. I me myself come from delusion. So you have to practice these perceptions first and use in your day-to-day -day life. Then your mind get kind, soft and gentle. So then it is easy to practice the right thing, practice the right verbal actions, bodily actions, livelihood, all these things getting then you have become happy and contented person. This happy, happiness and contentment is the most supportive factors for let your mind still cut off the attention to the five sense world. Because you know the five sense world always have choices and leads to suffering. You just cut off, cut off all doings related to five senses and just bring mind to the stillness. Cutting off the five senses is for a human, all doings are based on five sense world objects. Once you cut, cut off the attention to the five sense world, your mind naturally becomes still and contented. Why? You have no intentions related to the, the, uh, the, the, this, uh, the mind world, stillness. All, all your work are always related to the five sense world <laughs> because you are a human. <laughs> That is the most important thing, because the humans have all work related to five senses. Once you cut off the, the attachment or the actions related to five senses, then you become still. So that's why you have to understand, it is not you are forcing, just letting go, cut off and free your mind. Okay, um, so concentration not so much as going after something, rah, 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 but yeah, like yeah. letting go and having a spacious mind. Ah, uh, yes. That goes with the right view. And, yeah. Okay, yeah. and um, uh, just one quick... Um, uh, and you talk about letting go of things, yeah. like as and seeing mental arisings probably mm. as impermanent and seeing their cessation and their rise and fall, and, um, and that's sort of a way of the method of practicing whatever yeah. we can to of letting go yeah. to get to that sort of right attention. Yeah. Okay. Always kind to your experiences. Yeah. Always, whatever thing arises within you, you have to be kind. External phenomena and internal phenomena. Your condition of your eye and nose, tongue, body and mind, you have to be kind. It is a natural phenomena. Whatever objects come through eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, mind is external phenomena. Be kind to the, all these things because all these things are natural flow of happening things. No one is controlling. Causes and conditions drive the situation. So that's why only thing you can, you can have the little bit control is your mind. Because if you have the right desires, then you, you can develop the right intentions and so you can control your mind to a s s small amount. 
But this control also comes by the inspiration arise in your mind. This inspiration comes because your the attention has gone to something. So that's why you inspire to practice like this. It is also a flow of happening things. It is also anyway. Fortunately, you your attention went to listen to Dhamma, and then this this uh, intentions arise to let go and make your mind let your mind to be peace and calm. So this when this uh, this these uh, um, intentions arise, then mind naturally go in that direction. Then you you are practicing. That's why Lord Buddha say. Sometimes some other in, uh, intentions arise, some other interest arise because you have your past karma, a lot of past karma. So that's why you have to always arouse the desire to practice the right thing. Be because the distraction of mind can happen very easily because you have a lot of your past experience and karma. So when you go to, when you leave this hall and go to the road, all your past karma start working and your attention go to many different other things, whatever thing you, you, you learn or practiced early. So that's why you have, to, you have to have the desire to practice the right thing again and again and again. So you have to maintain that. Chanda samadhi chanda samadhi padana iddipadam bhaviti this is the, the Pali terms <laughs> you can see in that is you have to you have to maintain the the stillness of your intention, stillness stillness of your desire in one thing. That is, it, not it not let it scattered in many different desires. If it is scattered among many desires, then you lose the desire to this the right practice. So. You have to maintain, you have to keep the balance in your day-to-day -day life because when you are live as a, as a layman, so you have to do your job, you have to live in, with, in your house, you have to deal with the people who associate with you, you have to keep the balance. And as much as you have to practice the right thing. <laughs> it is a step-by-step -step process. Uh, thank you, Bantai. Uh, we do have a question from the online audience. Yes. <coughs> Please advise uh, how to address anxiety according to the Lord Buddha's teachings. Yes. Yeah, now, now actually this sutta also talk about anxiety because <clears throat> you are anxious when you think you want these things. You, you, are, you have the choices regarding your future. So you are, you are, you are uh, afraid is those things will change, not come come these things may not last can change so because you are not accepting the reality around us this i.e. nostang body and mind are impermanent these are not permanent fixed things so it is not only your i.e. nostang body it is common for all living beings all natural phenomena not only for you this impermanence is common for all all external phenomena, the sight, sound, smell, taste, touches, and thoughts are external phenomena. All these things also impermanent. So it is a part of the nature. So no need to worry. <laughs> so that is, that is not, that should not be a problem because it is the nature. Once you accept that reality, 
you build up the ability to let go things, not to harbor your the intention or the, the, the desires in this the experiences, whatever thing you experience now, whatever thing you possess now, whatever knowledge you possess now, also impermanent. Sometimes you learn something and the, the, you 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 skillful in some knowledges, but after some time, the new knowledges arise and nullify this the value of these knowledges the currently you 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 possess and gain and learn and you take in. After some times, they say, ah, this is these are wrong. These are not worthy, not valuable. They throw away things and build up new stuff. So all these, even the knowledges are impermanent sometimes. So you have to understand all these positions are impermanent. So it is a part of the world. It is a part of the nature. So then you should not keep high hopes in future. Just enjoy the present moment. Let go things and use things for your living, day-to-day -day life. Enjoy whatever thing you have now. That is called yatalaba santutti. Whatever thing you get, you have to. You can be happy if if you are contented. Whatever thing you get, you you think about something else. Whatever thing you don't have now, then it leads to suffering because your craving lies on something you don't have. <laughs> so you can't enjoy the thing you have now within your hand, in front of you. So that's why Lord Buddha said. Always the delusion creates the problem. Depression and anxiety arise because delusion. Your, your mind is practicing delusion, using delusion in your day-to-day -day life. So that's why if you, if you, if you practice to, to use right attention in the present moment, you can avoid all this, uh, the, the anxiety, depression, this kind of stuff. That is... They, in, in Pali terms, abhijja domanasa. <laughs> you can avoid. This is an unskillful mental state, mentality. So that unskillful mentality grows and develops to these, these uh, mental problems, this anxiety and depression. <sighs> okay. <laughs> This sutta actually is not concentrating on the five sense bases. Yeah. It is on the five uh, aggregates of arising. Uh, so, so Buddha starts by saying that uninstructed uh, beings, that is the beings that uh, consider the world as this and that, uh, self and other, inside and outside. In reality, in the supramundane world, there's no duality. But those who live in this world, the conditioned world, we, Buddha says, uninstructed, consider this as uh, self. So, and he says, this operation itself is suffering. So he's only saying, this all take each uh, five aggregates, uh, form, feelings, perception, mind formation, consciousness, each one, and he says a very simple message. Practice mindfulness. <clears throat> Consider it, it as impermanent. Just simple message. Consider it as impermanent and let go. 
Those are the only two things he says. Mm. In supramundane states, impermanence is not change. It is not there. It's not there. Okay, that's what it is. So Buddha's message is for the uninstructed beings like us who lives in the world, thinking that we are separate, other and us all is in the conscious state of mind. And this is a very simple message. Let it is impermanent. It's not there. He says not impermanent, and let go. It solves the problem. No suffering. That's the message. Yeah, it is the how how to liberate your mind in different levels. Yes, that is correct. So it you can liberate your mind. That's why Lord Buddha is teaching these things based on the people who are listening, who have the listen to the to, to the the people uh, to, to the to to, to the, the Arya Arya the, means the people who who gain the practice to the higher states. So that's why Lord Buddha say, once you listen to them, then you come to the right practice. Otherwise, you, you are practicing the wrong thing. Otherwise, you are, you are vulnerable to suffering in many other ways. So you are taking the wrong world in the wrong way. That's why it is important to, to listen to Dhamma and practice Dhamma correctly. So, so the, the, you can listen Dhamma in the correct way. So then you are not going to separate. This is the worldly practice. This is the super mundane practice. You start practice from the worldly level because as a human, you can start from that level and you develop the path up to the super mundane level. So there is no two paths called sup, sup, uh, the, the worldly path and super mundane path. That is a wrong explanation of Buddhism because only one sutta have this, that kind of uh, the, the, the teaching. But nowhere Lord Buddha differentiate the path into mundane and supramundane. So only one place. So that's why it is important to understand these things. Maybe the 2,500 year the, the transmission may make distortions. Let it be. We have to we have to uh, read and understand the majority suttas. How Lord Buddha explained this path. He do, doesn't differentiate. This is mundane and this is supramundane. You say the, the path. But it starts from the mundane level. That is true. So that's why this first you experience the tadanga pahana, the tadanga nibbuto. You first in, in experience that one. That means the, the one, one aspect by one aspect. You, 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 you release your mind and you experience the re, re, release from mind, the, your mind. So that experience leads to the supramundane levels, the, the last part of the path. That means you release from the whole sensi sensory world, then you go to the supramundane level. So it is the same path at the beginning and the end. So once you experience this, uh, the Tadanga Nibbutu, that means one aspect by one aspect, you, 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 you experience the re release of your mind, so you are inspired to let go the whole thing and whole sensor, sensory world. You inspired to do it. So then you put an effort. That's why the Vayama Sati Samadhi, that means the right effort, right mindfulness, and right stillness come at the end of the path. So, <laughs> because then you put the effort and bring your mind to the supramundane level. That is the jhana level. 
There is no two paths. This is only one path. So Lord Buddha never explained as two paths. Only one sutta. The, 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 the people who study these suttas in extensively, so they, they, they say, clearly say, this one may be a later addition or later interpretation added to this one. This might sound, Bhante, a little bit out of, from left field, but in Christianity, I've, I've come from that tradition, um, particularly the earlier forms. I mean, I can't speak about some of the 20s, 21st century versions. Humility is a really, really important quality, and a lot is made of it. And I notice it's mentioned in the, the Metta Sutta, for example. And I just wondered... Having come from that background, how important do you think humility is in uh, the development of the Buddhist path? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <clears throat> the meaning of humility doesn't come to my mind. Is <laughs> my English not very good? <laughs> Make humble. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. Then, then it is easy. Yes. The. <laughs> Sorry. So, so then, then it is. It is very important because if a person develops the right view, this humility automatically count to them. They are become humble because we don't have a control on these things. This is a nature, natural phenomena. According to the Christian basis also, the same thing happened because you are not the authority. God is the authority. So that's why I am telling, if a person misunderstands Buddhism, it is much more dangerous than Christianity. <laughs> that's, that's why they make more foolish things. They do a lot of foolish things when they misunderstand Buddhism. They think, oh, we have to protect the Buddhism, then, then they kill others and do all foolish things <laughs> because they take it as I, me, myself. It is under my control. I have to do something. So they don't, they don't think that these things belong to God or these things are natural phenomena. They think, I, I am the authority. I, I must do something. That is come from delusion. So that's why it is more, much more dangerous when people misunderstand Buddhism. If they don't have the root understandings, they are much more dangerous than the, the, the Christians and the, the other religious people. But other religious people also misunderstand the, their religions. That is also part of the system. <laughs> they also take the, they, they fall into a lot of wrong actions because they, they don't go to the roots of the, their religion. If they use the roots, so they are become very good people. Kinds of gentle to the whole world. So the humility is is a much according to the, the the Buddhism also. It should be a part of your life. <laughs> uh, thank you, Bante. We do have uh, one more online question. Okay. Um, I'm practicing a Satipatthana Vipassana Mahasi Sayadaw technique. I worry a little if it's the right practice since it's without Samatha and the Jhanas. Thank you. Yeah, the, actually the, this uh, the Mahasi practice, if you don't uh, 
go to that uh, the theoretical framework. But if you practice the sati, sati is practicing is good. Uh, but if you think that when sati develops to higher states and your mind becomes calm, quiet and still, and go to the deep stillnesses, if you're afraid to those stillnesses, that is wrong. Lord Buddha always prays those stillnesses and experience those stillnesses. Then it leads to the, the fruits of the path. Lord Buddha clearly say, don't afraid to this, the higher stillnesses. Even Buddha's time also people have the, that kind of criticisms. And some suttas clearly explain, you should, once you gain those higher level stillnesses, these stillnesses, when you experience, because <clears throat> you just experience depending on your practice, but you don't have craving to those things. You have craving to your five sensual existence. It is a part of the system. As a human, you, you are practicing meditation, not because you are giving up your uh, human life. You are just want to develop to higher states. You, are, you haven't given up your five sensual. You haven't given up your human life. So your attachment to the five sensual is exist. So, but when you develop, you're cutting off the, the five sens sensory things and you have become calm and still. Your mind naturally goes to those still states. Niramisa Sukha, according to Buddha's words. This, the five sensual Sukha is Amisa Sukha. This is Niramisa Sukha. The mind attracted to the, those the, the mental states and it goes. Lord Buddha say, don't afraid. That is the one you have to experience. Then you clearly understand what is five sense world is. Then you, that is the reason, that is the mostly important cause to have the, develop the wisdom related to existence. Wisdom related to the exist as a five sense world living being. The, because the five, how five sense is suffering, how it leads to suffering. You can see when you come back to the five senses, how craving arise, why craving arise, how, how delusion in action. You can see because when you go, go to the, the, that, the, those mental states, the delusion related to the five sense world is not exist there. But when you come back to the five sense world, this uh, come back to the, this from those states to five sense world, you see how delusion arises, and how delusion in action, and create craving, and it leads to suffering. So these things you can. That's why the samudaya dhamma nupasiyaviyariti, vaya dhamma nupasiyaviyariti. Lord Buddha say in Satipatthana Sutta, because once you come back to Satipatthana, you clearly see how things arise and pass away. Because now you see the causes and conditions. That's why this sutta also say you are focused to see the causes and conditions. You are not blaming to someone or oh, that is or oh, oh, praising you or oh, this is my achievement. I know. Or oh, this is my foolishness. You don't blame to yourself. You see causes and conditions. You don't blame to the external world or oh, that is the fault of the external objects. You don't say that. You see the causes and conditions. Why suffering arise within us? Because delusion. Because taking impermanent stuff as permanent stuff. Taking the things not under your control as under your control. Uh, that, is, that is how the, the suffering arise within us. Not, not because the external phenomena, not because the internal phenomena. It is a part of the system. The deluded mind creates suffering. 
then the, because you crave and then you fall into suffering. It is, it is a natural flow of happening things. Once you understand, you just cut off and let go. The mind can let go things. That is the important thing we have to understand in this life. Mind can let go and release it from suffering. Because mind, the delusion is the one creates suffering. <laughs> this delusion is always entangled with the system. This, this always it is, it is a part of the consciousness. So that's why when you understand this and practice correctly, then you, you develop that ability to cut off and let go and free your mind. So that's why you have to develop those states and go to those states. Then you clearly see how delusion creates suffering. That's why Lord Buddha say when people attain those states and they practice these seven bhajangas, Lord Buddha say they, they cut off the attachment to the five senses and they never reborn as a human again. They go beyond the human realm, the five senses. The human realm means the five senses realm. Because they, are, they have no craving to, to the five sense world existence. That is a Kama Loka, Kama Chanda has all fully given up. That is the, the, the Kama Raga, Patiga. That is the two, two fetters. The Kama Raga is the, 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 the indulgence of mind in sensory world has gone, finished. So that's, a, that's a, it, it is important to understand these things. Practices, the basic practices are okay, but the, 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 the view sometimes goes wrong. The way they see their experiences goes wrong because it is not based on the right view. That is the problem. But some of these practices are correct. Uh, thank you, Bhante. Uh, we don't have any more online questions. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Bhante, for the Dharma talk. Bhante, <laughs> um, uh, I watched a video, someone training a white horse. Mm -hmm. um, when he tried to train the white horse, he put his concentration on training the horse. Would it be correct if we say that he's in Samadhi? And, and why is it called Sama Samadhi? Yes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. These things have, should have a Samadhi to a certain level of Samadhi. Samadhi means uh, you are focused on to one object. You know? Yes. It is not, not the, by releasing. It is but focusing to one object for doing. Even a person who, who learn a subject, a children go to school, and if they want to do the higher studies and get the good marks, they have to focus their attention on the subject and understand. If the mind is scattered and diverse, go, go everywhere, so they can't learn the subject properly. In the same way, when a person is doing a job, so the trade, training a horse also they should have a certain level of the stillness of mind 
and because they have to understand the that animals reactions they they have to maintain their mind in kinds of a gentle way to 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 train the the animal without uh, making the animal upset they, this this horse trainers should have certain level of skill and understanding what they are doing it is not just uh, they just uh, not uh, they bringing the animal to to the the butchery or the kill kill it then no no need special kills you can harm that animal any level but if a animal trained to do something so you have to be very kind and take the confidence to to give, to to to, um, to to uh gain the confidence of the animal towards you then then animal will friendly with you and then it it, it is uh, ready to listen to you and follow your instructions that means the, the the relationship you have to build up so they should have a good mindfulness that's true it is a part of their their profession and how about sama samadhi sama samadhi is totally different thing these are all mitcha samadhi sama samadhi leads to the liberation of mind these are all mitcha samadhi everywhere in the world if people don't have mitcha samadhi these buildings not exist you are not wearing these clothes if people don't have mitcha samadhi they have mitcha samadhi that's why they they, they this world like this they develop the whole world develop because mitcha samadhi they that's why people go to moon and go to other other worlds people the, the, the people travel by the sky the airplanes and all these stuff because mitcha samadhi not samma samadhi samma samadhi never leads to do more things samma samadhi leads to the liberation let go the false five senses see the suffering of existence it leads to the seeing the suffering of existence so what's your existence people so then they see it leads to suffering because all this internal external phenomena is impermanent and all change based on causes and conditions causes and conditions are not under our control it is uh, the utuniyama bijaniyama kamaniyama dhammaniyama chittaniyama there are the five the, the 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 reasons or the flow of happening things in this world so it is it is a part of the system it is a part of the world these are not under our control that's why the craving arise related to all this sensory world leads to suffering but these senses have feelings once you have senses you have feelings we have crave wantings it is a part of the system so that's why lord buddha say understand this son just cut off and let go liberate yourself it is a different thing samma samadhi is totally different to the mitcha samadhi everywhere in the world mitcha samadhi and they gain knowledges wisdoms and so on. these are impermanent you know the now the, the the early scientists the, the discoveries are now no one is using they discard and now they have new discoveries new 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 knowledges for simple example now people want to discard the petrol engines diesel engines the this kind of engine now the people want to develop the 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 motor driven vehicles and machinery everything run by electricity why 
they think oh this is the the using the this fossil fuel is dangerous it destroy the whole environment and it will destroy the whole the living beings or humanity in this world so then they want to change so now the, the this is this kind of things the all these things are changing changing to different states and the values go up and down <laughs> so that's why this is all impermanent so that's why lord buddha say <clears throat> all your consciousness leads to suffering because it, it, the the craving is a part of the consciousness it is it is always related to your you are sensor sensor world when you exist in in any world it leads to suffering so there so, is a different kind of samadhi yeah yeah it is a different kind of samadhi that samadhi leads to the the letting go and release that means the extinguishment of this uh, sight sound smell taste touches at the beginning and later all the mental the feelings and perceptions also let go and liberate from all these things that is samma samadhi <laughs> it, it leads to the wisdom to letting go and release it focus to the different direction <laughs> thank okay. you bhante <laughs> okay finish okay then ah uh, is there any questions no okay now peers buddha dhamma sangha and finish Okay.